Hello, welcome to a special edition of the Theology Podcast. We have another preview of the conference that we're sponsoring here in Battleground, Washington, entitled Welcome to Negative World. And we have the notorious James Wood with us. <laughs> He's going to be one of the speakers of the conference, joined by you know Aaron Wren and Joe Rigney. And it's great to see you, James. I know that you're there in Canada and in the middle of sort of like a big move, but thanks for taking time to talk to me. Yeah, happy to be here. Good to see you again. Yeah. So James and I have known each other for a little while, and James, of course, wrote something for First Things that created a stir. But uh, we're actually going to be talking about something that Aaron Wren developed, uh, kind of some categories for thinking about the world in which we live, and negative world is one of the things that uh, Aaron is known for. But uh, James, you have some reflections and some things that you're going to address kind of that tie into that, but kind of go beyond it. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about what you're going to talk about while you're with us? Yeah, so I, um, in my first things piece, which uh, launched me onto uh, some sort of scene, uh, I did use uh, Ren's little heuristic, kind of kind of break down the last, I guess, he would say from 64, so the last like uh, 60 years of um, American culture and its relationship to, particularly to evangelicalism. And there's a lot of debate around that, and he'll probably discuss more of what he, how his thought is further refined in, in light of that debate. But I particularly found it helpful uh, to set some, gives, provide some kind of concrete terms to help people kind of understand some more rapid shifts that seem to have occurred in the last, at least the last decade. And so, mo- and most of the debate is centered on the the first two categories that he has: positive and negative, or positive and neutral world. Very few actually debate the negative world that we live in. That we live in something that is captured by that label. Uh, even people like Tim Keller and David French, who are kind of most critical of the entire framework, uh, very concede that at least that fact that we we are in it, something that's different, and uh, where. Uh, the broader culture seems to be hostile. Not, per, per, not the focus is not necessarily on hostile to Christian persons, even though that might be included in that. But more Christian moral ideals uh, for the political order, and uh, there seems to be something um, uh, that has accelerated uh, in in recent years. And so I use that um, to discuss what that might mean for ministry and political engagement. And I just kind of gestured very obliquely in that first piece. Uh, but one of the, I use two terms uh, that I think that this moment requires us to revisit, the two terms being winsomeness as kind of an overall um, framework for p- cultural engagement uh, and also third wayism. And so in this conference, I am uh, going to be focusing more so on winsomeness and uh, the limitations of making that f- uh, approach uh, your kind of dominant way of approaching um politics, and ministry. So I'm going to be focusing on two talks, one more on the limits of winsomeness as it pertains to politics, and the other one on the limits uh, for ministry. Well, that's, uh, that sounds great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. What are the titles of the talks again, just so we can remind yeah. people of what they are? Yeah, they're a little provocative and kind of fun, and, and also they have uh, helped me frame my thoughts. So the first one uh, is on politics is uh, Neighbors, Enemies, and Demons. Uh, and then I'll share the title for the second one, and, and maybe I'll kind of go into something about each. Uh, and then the second one is Sheep, Wolves, and Fools. And uh, one of my th- uh, kind of overarching theses 
is that um, if you approach politics and ministry uh, primarily uh, according to the winsome frame, which is uh, overly uh, concerned about um, how you're perceived by uh, the broader culture. And uh, the one of the ways I've, I've summarized the winsome approach is that you are trying to minimize offense so as to maximize reception to the gospel message. And there's a lot of good in that. And I still affirm a lot of that but it can be debilitating um, in a lot of ways and, and lead to clouded judgment. And uh, in my piece is when it comes to politics, I think that the argument that I've centered on, which then will play into the, this first talk is that I do think the people that um, appropriate these terms in this approach, um, they approach cultural engagement and politics through the lens of evangelism and uh, in an apologetic mode. And I say that that's wrong for all sorts of reasons, but, and I've already talked about that elsewhere, but for here, this talk, I'm going to be, saying like, okay, so what does, okay, the things that the winsome people want to hold on to that I also want to hold on to are things like we need to love our neighbors and our enemies. Absolutely. Uh, no context changes that. The question I have is, well, what does that mean? And how does winsomeness actually uh, cloud some of our judgment? Yes, we need to love our neighbors. Does loving your neighbor include protecting them from enemies? That's a question. Uh, yes, we need to love our enemies. Does loving our enemies mean letting them get everything that they want in the social and political order? One of the phrases I want to key in on is you can't claim to love your neighbor while remaining indifferent to those things that destroy them. And so love of neighbor, I would say, includes things like hating and seeking to curb the impact of evil both on themselves and on others. And on and the first point is that that's an expression of loving your enemy to actually uh, hold back the impact of evil on themselves and try to curb that. But also the second part is how you love uh, your other neighbors uh, by uh, holding, uh, by uh, curbing the, the evil influence of enemies. So I, I think the Winsome framework, uh, one of the, one of the problems even just there from, from the get go is it becomes very hard. They become extremely reluctant to even admit the fact that we have enemies. And so I want to be expanding on that and how that holds us back politically and culturally, but then the demons, that would be the, the, the part that people have seen to gravitate on in some of my earlier uh, pieces and uh, public um, statements. And I'm still teasing that out, but one, one of my critiques of the winsome third way model is that it often remains in the realm of ideas too much and cannot uh, admit sufficiently the spiritual and demonic realms and the existence of evil uh, forces in our social political uh, realms. And then what do we do with those? And so I want to develop uh, what, what I think needs to be done with that. And I want to I'll hold back on that and just give you a teaser. Yeah, that's great stuff, James. Thank thank you. I, I think uh, that's exactly what I'm looking for is something that will uh, encourage people to come and attend, <laughs> yeah. attend the conference. So it's going to be on uh, September uh, 9th and 10th uh, here in Southern Washington. Uh, we're uh, right outside of Portland, believe it or not. Uh, we're on the normal side of the river, so you got the Columbia River that divides Washington from Oregon, and uh, so uh, we'd encourage you to, to uh, check out the the link that uh, you'll see in the show notes here. It'll take you to the conference website, and you can register right. Uh, you know, click on a link there to the to the registration page and register, and you'll also find. Uh, some information about lodging if you're coming from out of state and uh, so forth. So we'd really love to have you join us. It's going to be a great time. And uh, 
As I noted, James will be joined by Aaron Wren and Joe Rigney, and it's going to be going to be an event that I think will make a difference. Uh, I'm pretty confident about that. But anyway, yeah, thanks, James. Oh, oh, one thing I would add, I would add to to that about Aaron and Joe, and and what I th- what I'm going to be trying to offer is I've already noticed in both of those other guys some of their recent public uh, statements is we're all aiming in this conference to really tease out some of the constructive proposals we want to make. I think all of us are trying not just to be critical uh, in, in just a critical mode, but actually saying, well, okay, what are we offering? And I know a lot of people have been asking, okay, so what's your alternative proposals? And I, I just want to uh, say, I think a lot, I think we're all, all three of us are really trying to offer that uh, in this conference. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, thanks, James, for taking some time out of your busy schedule here and all the transition that you're engaged in. And uh, thank you, uh, folks in podcast land for spending some time with us and listening in to this uh, quick interview of James Wood. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.